Warning, this podcast may offend some people unintentionally. So if you get offended easily, you are advised to turn off now. And if you're still here listening, thanks and enjoy the show. What's up with it, world? It's your boy Sleepy J. You are tuned into the Sleep Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Sleepy J. I am back at it again. Episode 78. How is everybody doing? I am thankful. I am grateful. I appreciate you guys for checking me out. I see my audience coming back. I see my numbers growing. I appreciate it. If you guys only knew how much I appreciate this grind and this hustle. Like, I don't appreciate the grind. I don't appreciate having to hustle as hard as I do. But I definitely appreciate uh, seeing the results of the work that I do. Like, that's the fun part of, of creating to me is actually seeing the results grow and come from nothing and and become something so but anyways today I want to talk about my top five hip-hop R.I.P. songs or rest in peace songs uh, songs that uh, we listen to to remember our loved ones or that are dedicated to our loved ones which there's a plenty of them out there if you haven't heard them or looked for them Uh, I just picked up my top five got a bunch of honorable mentions um, but yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Before I get into that, I got some other topics today. Uh, first of them, foremost, I want to send a RIP to a family, friend, relative, um, by choice. Um, my cousins, people, um, Jojo, uh, may she rest in peace or rest in paradise. Um, she just passed away earlier this week, from what I understand. I just got the uh, text message yesterday that it happened, so I want to um, send my condolences to the Fierro family. Uh, I want to send uh, peace, love, positive light, healing energy to all of them, anyone that's affected by them, all the friends, all the family. Uh, I hate to hear it. I haven't seen her in a few years, and I am sorry for that. But just know that there is love in my heart, even though, uh, again, I haven't seen them in I don't know how many years. But anyways, let's move on from that. Um, let's see, what do we want to talk about? There's a few topics to talk about before we get into the, the list that I have compiled for you guys. Uh, the new Jeezy album, uh, if you have not heard it, I listened to it. I listened to it a couple of times, and I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I couldn't really pinpoint what it was that I liked about it. And as I was thinking about it, I think it's just because it's a, to me, it's an evolved, grown sound. I feel like it it's supposed to pair well with his uh, new book that he had come out with a couple months ago. Uh, and I feel like it comes from the healing of writing that book. And healing in the sense that he tells a lot of his truths in the book. And now he's got his side through his music that he is putting out there. And though there, the nothing sounds dated, it just sounds grown. <clears throat> and I say that in the sense that a lot of the music, he's, he's talking a lot of personal stories um, that you might have heard in the book that he kind of puts out through the music now. And um, so it's kind of grown. It's not very... I don't want to say it's not that traditional party music or it's not traditional 
uh, trap music. It's his truth. It's um, if I could liken it to something, it's his version. I think of when um, Ludacris did Theater of the Mind. You know, Ludacris is known for the party music, having a good time, some funny songs here and there. But then he did Theater of the Mind, where it was like very dramatic, very deep and and not just the regular schmegular let's party have a good time type of music and i think that's what this was for jeezy jeezy was like you know what i'm gonna get a lot of things off my chest with this one it's gonna sound good it's got good beats it's got good uh everything to it it sounds well produced but for him breaking away from his label situation and putting this together i think it sound sounded really grown and evolved and um it sounded great i i thoroughly enjoyed it i think it's worth a listen uh, a couple of times, if you if you're willing to sit down and listen to it or ride around listening to it, I think it's it was good. I personally uh, liked it. Um, but yeah, that's my personal opinion of the new album. Um, let's see what else. New edition has a uh, Vegas uh, a Vegas residency that they just signed up for. So shout out to New Edition if you were an '80s baby or you grew up in the '90s and you guys know who New Edition is or your parents or grandparents listen to New Edition, you probably heard them and uh, like their music. And, uh, yeah, so shout-out to them. I'll tell you what, something that I think about now is as I'm getting older and my my uh, music, music of choice, the people that I used to listen to as a kid are now starting to take those residencies. One, because the people that I always knew to be in Vegas for their residencies are either getting too old or dying off they can't no longer do their residency um and now they're being replaced by the people that i grew up listening to and watching and still think they're somewhat relevant today because of how social media is um it's kind of crazy to me but uh it's also kind of cool because that means when i finally get my chance to go out to vegas i will be able to see them and appreciate that firsthand myself and not have to be thinking about like man this is wayne newton from way back in the day when my parents was old enough to be coming out here <laughs> but anyways uh let's see what else do i want to talk about today uh taylor swift um taylor swift breaking records with the re-release of her music she uh, has record labels on their heels a little bit pissed off because if you guys don't know her catalog was sold to her former manager scooter braun and she could not get her masters back so what she has done is something that a lot of people try to do but don't do it successfully but she has successfully have done this where she's gone and re-recorded her albums re-released them and now she's got enough publicity around the re-recordings that the original masters are no longer as valuable i mean they're still valuable because those are the versions that people know but if all of her fans are still supporting the re-release of everything that she's done, then she's actually getting more of the money. She has more control over it, allowing her to um, say who's going to use it for commercials, movies, and things of that nature. And that's where the labels are getting upset because now they don't have the say-so of taking that music and whenever someone wants to do a new movie or, or commercial and they want to clear the song, they don't have to use their version. They can use the version that she's touring with and the version that she's got more popular on the streaming services that people are listening to more and more often now because that's the version that pops up because that's the version that all of her fans have made number one and great big uh, plays on. 
And so it's upsetting these record labels. I mean, record labels have been losing um, their stronghold on the music industry for quite a while. Um, I remember about 15 years ago, whenever I was still trying to figure out what I was doing musically, and I was talking to my partner, and he was telling me, he was like, you know, independent labels are going to be the future. It's going to be us small labels that determine how things are going to go. And I remember at the time thinking it was a little outlandish, but as time has gone on with the streaming and everything like that, uh, it is the independent label. Independent artists are definitely driving the music industry, and I'm sure it upsets a lot of these labels that have made careers and lots and lots of money off of it. I mean, I don't think it's going to take them out. Like, they're always going to be around. There's still big labels that are around. They have more money at their disposal to to manipulate and grow an artist into stardom. But what comes with that is when they spend that money, that they have a lot more money that they have to recoup as opposed to a DIY a DIY artist who um, every dollar they put into it, they're going to get back themselves. They're not borrowing against the bank or so to speak. They are taking their money and they're getting their money back recouped right away. There's no extra, you know, uh, hidden fees that they don't know about. Anything and everything they're putting their money into, they're seeing it where it's going. Uh, even though I still have a small boutique label, um, my artists, you know, they, they see, I can tell them and show them exactly what I'm spending the money on. And their, their hole that they dig themselves into isn't as big. And I'm not going to hold them back from, from making any money. I'm just uh, making sure that anything that I put my money into, I'm going to get my money back. Anything else beyond that, if they want to go and make their own deals and things like that, I don't care about that. I just need to make sure that I'm just going to continue to make my money off of what I've put into it. I don't really care what somebody else does outside of that, but that's just me as a small independent label. These bigger labels, they want their money back 10 times over, and they're going to be greedy about it. Any, anything and everything you guys do, they're going to make sure they get their money back. They're going to make sure they do what they have to do. And um, so by someone like Taylor Swift showing that she could sign to a label, become a, a major selling artist, doing major tours and things of that nature, and then be able to walk away from her label and still continue to have the success she does, does make those labels a little bit less powerful because now if they do that to the next artist, you know, they don't want to put them in the same situation. There's only a handful of artists that could do something like that anyways. But, you know, you have to be smart about it. You have to work, work at what you're doing. And one thing about Taylor Swift is she's always exercised her strength as a musician and her fame when it comes to her music. Like, there was a time where she pulled all of her music off Spotify because she didn't think it was doing fair payouts. So, uh, someone like Taylor Swift is very important to the music community in that sense. And uh, so my hats are off to her. Shout-outs to Taylor Swift for doing that. Um, shout outs to Taylor Swift for, for being the superstar that she is and continuing to break the mold and do the things that other people can't do. But moving on, uh, since I did speak about Spotify and its, uh, streaming platform and how it was treating people on our artists unfair, uh, moving forward, Spotify has said that they are, uh, going to change the way they pay out artists. And this is a problem for the DYI, DYI artist. Um, it, it's, it's going to be harder for 
independent musicians, independent artists that are putting music out here to get their money back, to get their money at all. So if you guys don't know, independent artists don't make a lot of money because their names aren't that well known. So it's hard for them to get streams. And recently, Spotify has said that moving forward, they're not going to uh, pay out independent artists unless they get a thousand streams on their music. Now, that doesn't sound so bad because, like, you know, how hard is it to get a thousand streams? But this is a thousand streams per song, per track. So if you put out an album, let's say you put out a 10 track album and only one song hits those thousand streams, you're going to only get paid for that one song, not for the entire album. Uh, Your entire album has to get those thousand streams. And that's going to be hard for a lot of these independent artists because a lot of them don't get those uh, those looks. They don't have that fan base because they're still growing it and figuring it out. So it's going to be a lot harder. And as for me, uh, since I'm still putting out music, and most of my music does do fairly decent, a few thousand plays or whatever. I got over 100,000 plays on uh, all of my music in general. I'm not worried about it. But the other thing to this is that they're saying it has to be annually. So even if I do get 1,000 plays this year, they have to get another 1,000 plays next year to continue to pay me out for next year. So that's a problem too. And though, again, I don't have this problem that a lot of artists do. I also don't feel that it's necessarily right for them to put a, a block on everybody. So I will be thinking moving forward on whether or not I will continue to do my music with uh, Spotify distribution, which on one hand, it could be hurting me because um, Spotify is the number one streaming platform when it comes to music. But at the same time, there's so many other platforms, uh, Apple Podcast or Apple Music, uh, Apple, I mean, not just Apple, uh, but there's so many other streaming platforms Title, Apple, um, things of that nature that if you are a true fan and you want to listen to me, you will use that, especially considering that I feel like uh, Apple phones are the number one phone. At least it seems like that to me, like everybody has those. Um, Then there's that. But there's even um, YouTube Music. Uh, There's Amazon MP3. I don't know. There's a bunch of streaming platforms. So you don't have to use Spotify. And I don't know that I am going to leave Spotify because, again, I don't have those problems. But I feel like uh, if we as a do-it-yourself community or even um, independent labels and artists band together and leave the platform of Spotify for this problem, then we could actually make them uh, change. You know, it's no different than a, uh, what do you call it, a strike. You know, a a lot of companies right now have been going on strike because they're not getting treated fairly. They want higher wages, things of that nature. And the same way that the um, Writers Guild, they were on strike recently because they wanted more transparency with the uh, with their streams and, and they, they wanted more money for what they were doing. They wanted, you know, they put out a bunch of demands. And I feel like us artists, like, yes, there's a lot of major artists that are out here that are driving these platforms to continue going. But my biggest problem with this is, and I've, I've said this before, is if you are an independent artist and you do not claim your royalties, it gets paid out to the top streaming artist. And I don't think that is fair. Uh, why are you, you know, why should they get a few extra pennies compared to um, what everyone else is getting? You know, like me, 
my payouts are usually $20, $30 at a time. And that's cool. It's a little bit extra money for me. I don't mind it because it's $20, $30 that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. But to a major artist like a Drake, like a Taylor Swift, why should they get my $20 or $30 because I couldn't meet the metrics that this streaming platform has set for me? So uh, it is because of that that I'm saying that maybe the uh, independent artists should think about pulling themselves away from that platform. Um, I know Tidal is a little bit more uh, open, and they tend to, you know, well, at least their whole uh, model was that we are more artist-friendly. We want to pay our artists for giving us music more money than the other platforms, and they try and set themselves out apart. So maybe pushing title right now, maybe that's a good way of going. Um, I also read a book, The Six-Figure Musician, that said that, like, the medium that you put your music out on will be where your fans will meet you. So if you do vinyl records, it might cost you more money, but your fans that are following you, they're going to pay for that, or tapes, or cassettes, or um, whatever it is you decide to put it out on, they will they will get there and they will meet you there and they will get it if they're your fans. And so right now, um, since I'm building up again and trying to get everything together, maybe I don't leave Spotify, maybe I do. But it is something that I'm thinking about. Like I, there's a big part of me that says like, you know what, do what's right, leave leave Spotify as a, a musician and find another uh, platform push it on there, get your fans to go there, maybe print out CDs if they want to buy CDs and still support. But that's kind of, um, you know, that's my tangent on Spotify, on what's going on right now that I don't think is right. I don't think they should be doing that. But let's move on to the list. I know that's what you guys are listening for. You, I know what you guys want to talk about. You guys want to know what are my top RIP hip-hop songs of all times. Well, before I even get into that, you know I got to start out with the honorable mentions, right? So honorable mentions. Letter to Big by Jadakiss. It was a great song. I remember when that song came out, everybody started doing Letter to uh, Tupac, Letter to uh, Big Pun, whatever it is. Everyone wanted to do a letter to somebody who passed away, Letter to Easy, whatever it is. Everybody wanted to do that after Jadakiss did that. It was a big song. And it was dope. I felt it. It was pretty deep. Uh, honorable mention for that. Uh, Dead and Gone by T.I. Uh, it was a it was a slapper. I mean, it. I mean, as far as for if you're in your fields, talking about an R.I.P. to a friend that has passed away. Um, let's see. The message by Dr. Dre. I think it was Royce the Five Nine that wrote it for Dre, which still blows my mind. Cause how do you write a heartfelt song about somebody for somebody else? It was pretty dope. Uh, but, yeah, honorable mention, Dr. Dre, The Message. Uh, Miss You by Biggie, obviously. Um, that's, I mean, Biggie's one of the greatest. He did a song called Miss You. Also, Sky's the Limit. I don't know if Sky's the Limit is necessarily a R.I.P. song. I kind of feel like it is because I think there was, like, a whole intro to the song that, uh, before Biggie started doing talking about how his friend passed away and all this and that. So I always kind of took it as a R.I.P. song. But uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Crossroads, the original, it was a good one. Uh, I know R. Kelly is one 
something you shouldn't really talk about. But he had this one song, I believe it was called Miss You, and it kind of did like, I mean, I know he's an R&B singer, but he kind of rapped on it personally. Um, and I really liked it. The remix he did, I really fucking loved it. Uh, I really feel like those were, like, again, I know it's not necessarily 100% rap, but I felt like it was. It felt like a rap song to me, so I'm going to put it in there. Um, let's see. Uh, D12, they had a song for Proof. They've done a couple of them since Proof has passed away. Again, uh, those are good songs. Honorable mentions. Um, I could go on and on with a bunch of honorable mentions. But let's get into the list, shall I? All right. Uh, I didn't put these in any specific order, so let's see. Uh, coming in at the... Let's start out with I Miss My Homies by Master P and Silk the Shocker and C-Murder. Uh, I remember growing up when this song came out, it was such a banger. It was all over the radio. It'll get you in your feels if you've ever lost a friend or family member, because you're just thinking about all the times that you had with your with, with your homie, uh, all the good times, all the bad times, and it just really hits you in your chest, in my opinion. Um, I could not make this list without putting that song on there. Uh, Master P, C Murder, Silk the Shocker, if you've not heard it, check out I Miss My Homies. Uh, it was a big song back in the 90s. Um, obviously, Diddy. He had a song, it was Puff Daddy and the Family, or Puffy, um, depending on how you look it up. But again, today they call him Diddy, I'll Be Missing You, had a police sample on it, had Faith Evans on it, hit you in your feels. I remember when Biggie passed away, it was on the radio in 97 nonstop, playlist on the top 10, whatever, like it was a big song and it's still every now and then when I hear that song it still will get me in my feels man um because I genuinely feel when I hear that song I genuinely believe Diddy and Faith really felt bad about Biggie dying like when you hear these songs like to me that's what it's about like when you feel that that emotion I genuinely feel they were upset about losing Biggie that they lost a friend, that they lost uh, a lover, and that it genuinely was a sad song. And when you hear it even today, and if you lose somebody like that, you just be thinking the same thing. Like, I hope whenever they die that they're still, they still watching me in their afterlife, watching me move forward, uh, moving on. Man, this one's a uh, – let's see. I can't make this list without saying the uh, – Bone Thugs and Harmony's Crossroads remix. That's the song that everybody knows. Everybody knows Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony's, but it's not Crossroads, the original. It's the remix. The version that everybody heard that played all over the radio, that played all on the box and MTV and BET, the music video that everybody knows is Crossroads, the remix. I liked the original, which was the honorable mention that I said a little bit ago. But the remix, that one right there, that one reminds you of everybody and anybody because of, one, it's a timeless classic, two, the timing of it. And they're talking about not only do I miss the people that have passed, I also they're also saying how they don't want to go because they're going to miss everybody when they're gone. So it's just a really deep song when you're listening to it, especially if you're, you're vibing and you're in, those, in that mood. 
to uh, RIP your your friends and family. Uh, coming up next, I got I Ain't Mad At You by Tupac. Man, I remember when I heard that song, seeing the music video for that song when it came out. It was like right after Tupac died. And I was like, dang, how did he know? How did he do this song right before he died? Like, keep in mind, like, I grew up in Tupac, and when Tupac was at the peak. So when I, when I seen that, I was like, man, he, I don't know. Like, I don't even think I necessarily realized that he had done it before he had passed away. I was thinking he was releasing this music, and that's what, you know, uh, fueled my theory that Tupac was still alive because I thought, like, man, he died. Now he got these music videos ain't nobody ever seen all of a sudden. So, um, but, yeah, the I Ain't Mad At You by Tupac, man, that's that's got to be right there. And I think, honestly, surprisingly, this isn't a song that I – I know this one to this day, every time I hear it, it still chokes me up a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit more recent, but it's still – a classic, I think, at this point. Like, it's going to be a classic if you don't consider it a classic yet. See You Again by Wiz Khalifa. Man, I know we all know it from the Fast and the Furious and whatever, for, for Paul Walker. Like, that's what they've attributed it to. But, like, now when you hear that song, you hear that music, that melody come in, man, it starts to get your your your, your feels going. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, get, your, get you in your feels. And if somebody plays, some you know, a memorandum of all the friends and family that have passed away, Man, if you if you don't have emotions that come out when that song comes on, man, you might not be human. You might not be alive because there is no way that you can listen to that song and tell me it doesn't get you choked up and in your feels. Man, I'm telling you, these are my top five R.I.P. songs. And if I had to put this into a, a list, I'm going to say the I Miss My Homies by uh, Master P comes in at number five. I'm going to say Diddy, I'll Be Missing You comes in at number four. I'm going to say I Ain't Mad At You comes in at number three. I'm going to say The Crossroads Remix comes in at number two. And number one, as of right now, as of today, I'm going to say See You Again by Wiz Khalifa is my number one R.I.P. Miss My Homies type of song. It's actually kind of ironic that I made this list and I plan on doing this podcast, this episode, um, considering a family friend and my cousin's aunt and my cousin's cousin, uh, Jojo Yolanda Fierro, passed away uh, this week. I didn't plan for that. Uh, actually, I just came up with this idea because like, I thought it was these are songs that people don't really talk about. Everyone's always talking about who's the best artist or who's the best you know female artist, who's the best... Uh, rapper, singer, whatever, and I wanted to do something a little bit different. And also, at the same time, like, this time of year, it's a little bit hard. I mean, the holidays are coming up real soon. People get very sad and depressed, and they, they you know, unfortunately, they they take themselves out, or the, you have to hear about a friend or family member that passes away. For me, um, the month of November and the month of October are really hard months for my family, We've lost a lot of relatives between those two months, um, and it is hard. You know, my, my dad passed away in the month of uh, November. My grandpa passed away in, in the month of November. Uh, my One of my uncles passed away at the end of October. So, and I think my mom told me that um, my grandma passed away in October as well. So, it is a tough time for my family, and uh, so 
naturally as I am thinking about family and friends and getting together and, and being happy with these great memories uh, this time of year, I also have no choice but to think about all the people that have passed away and which is what sparked me doing the top R.I.P. hip-hop songs of all times, in my opinion. I'm sure I overlooked a few songs. Uh, you know, whenever I'm doing a podcast by myself, you know I try to keep it somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes. So I didn't want to run this too long. I wanted to kind of get straight to the point, do what I had to do. But, guys, if you guys think I missed something, um, hit me up on threads at SleepyJ, S-L-E-E-P underscore E underscore J. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on TikTok. However you want to reach out to me, let me know. Like, Sleepy, you did a great job, but, you know, you how could you forget? I don't know whatever song you think I forgot. And I will mention it. Um or I will, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I did forget it. And I'll let you guys know if I need to change this list up. But with that being said, guys, uh, it has been fun. I'm glad that I am back in the mix of things. Please let your friends and family know that the Sleep Talking Podcast is back. Please spread the word. Uh, please um, continue to run up my numbers, continue to, to support. Uh, I also do, before I get out of here, I also want to mention, I am working on getting video visuals of the podcast. Uh, I want to get that for you. I'm just having some trouble with some lighting and a camera right now. So until then, you just have to settle for the audio version of it. But as soon as I can, I will get a uh, camera set up and some lighting and things like that set up. So that way I can have it on YouTube as well. But in the meantime, just continue to spread the word, let everybody know. And I appreciate each and every single one of you guys for checking me out. I'm sending everyone peace, love, positive light, positive energy, um, healing energy to those that need it, especially those.